It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are, Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories story and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy. Oh, we're always looking to improve our process. So last year, like last year, you, uh, everybody thought that, well, first and foremost, I mean, uh, I want to make sure, you know, and I think it's been put out there. So people talk about we're analytically driven, right? Do you know we're the, sec- uh, the, the least large, we have the smallest analytics department in the American League East. Is that a shocker to you guys? We have the largest pro scouting department in all of baseball. Is that a shocker to you to everybody? Shouldn't be. But no one's doing their deep dives. They're just throwing ammunition and and and, and bullshit and uh, accusing us of being run analytically. Analytics is an important spoke in our wheel, but it, it should be in everybody's wheel. And it really is is an important spoke in every operation that's having success. There's not one team that's not using it. We're, we're no different. Uh, but to be said, we're guided by analytics as a driver. That's a lie. Count me as one of the baseball fans and sports talking heads who likes it when a GM starts using colorful metaphors at impromptu pressers and just at general availabilities whatsoever. That was Yankees general manager, the infamous Brian Cashman meeting with the media. We thank Talking Yanks for providing us with that content right there as we welcome you to Breaking Boston for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens and producer extraordinaire as well as the co-host oh, hey. of the new red sox odyssey podcast oh play Tessie, the one and only cooper leonard cooper hey. first of all congratulations are in order i mean you know people saying that uh it's impossible to run a twitch stream and as well as produce podcasts and host them as well uh People who say that, I mean, that's just bullshit. Clearly, they're not doing their research. No, no, they're just like uh, they're just like Cashman. They're they're like the news media. They're not paying attention mm-hmm. to what's actually going on. It's just lies. It's really no, just it lies. Is. I mean, people should know that uh, Play Tessie, the new podcast that is now uh, once formerly known as the Brad Foe Show. Shout out Rob for passing that torch. Um, Unbel- we smallest, unbelievable. We have the smallest analytic department uh, of any podcast right now. Uh, anyone that tells you otherwise, um, they're not listening. They they wouldn't know that we're just a bunch of yeah. idiots. 
Good for you, man. Well, I'm very Thank happy you. for you as well. A little something extra on the plate and now a fresh voice in Red Sox Nation to keep you abreast of the latest goings on, rumors, rumblings, and more with your favorite starting nine and more. It's Play Tessie with Coop, Gordo, and Boston Sammy. Sports Gordo and Sammy. Okay. Yeah, good. Yep. Nice, little, nice little trio right there. The Hebrew Hammer. That's right. With all due respect to Hammer and Hank, we got a new Hebrew Hammer in town. You got to love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Brad. I mean, having a torch passed to you by Bradfo, just what yeah, a, what, it was on, an honor was, to say the least. Good for you. Oh, I mean, the great game of baseball won today. I'm sure that's what he would be saying right now. Yeah, um, and listen, and, and and look, here we are in early November. We are in that nether mead, if you will, between Halloween and Thanksgiving, where we would normally be talking about probably in Boston sports in our landscape. We, we normally we're used to talking about okay. So how are the Patriots going to tune up for their playoff run? And at this point now, the only real dialogue as it pertains to the Patriots is, could Bill Belichick really be in jeopardy of not finishing the season and being relieved of his duties, possibly even after the Germany game during the bye week, which is just unthinkable. But we've made a lot of that noise. We've discussed that ad nauseum on Frequency Modulation, on the Six Rings podcast and beyond. Today, we take a quick respite. Bruins are doing well. Celtics are doing well. Let's take a look at baseball right now as we have some of these. What's going on now? Are these the general managers meetings that are taking GM place? GM meetings, which I okay. believe is just an excuse for these guys to kind of get together and drink it's their just a, off. Okay, so it's basically just a hobnob and a harumph harumph with a lot of guys and expense it's a, accounts. It's a putting on polo. Check. It's a temperature check. It's a chance to just put on their vineyard vines, whatever, get together, enjoy some nice weather, dish some sound bites, try to make sure baseball following a World Series that was fun to watch and a fun postseason, but a lightly watched fall classic, uh, a good chance to just make sure baseball isn't lost in the mess because uh, honestly, there's a sports stories galore that can grab your attention nationally these days, college football having a banger of a season as well. So it's and good for baseball of college football, not, to get, not to get lost. Yeah. Damn you. Who's put, JMU? Put him, have you not have you not been paying attention to JMU? James J Madison? No. Oh my goodness. The Sunbelt Kings. Uh they transferred, I believe, last season um to the Sunbelt from being a D2 program. And sure. because they transferred, they're not bowl eligible for the next three years. But I believe right now they would be a current top five team because they are undefeated. James, here's the story right here on the Entirely Sick Persons Network uh, website. JMU again appeals to NCAA to reduce football transition period. I had 9-0 and on the season. Yeah. What a, what an absolute juggernaut. What, James that's a, Madison, that's a little, a little when you think Goliath. football powerhouses, you do not go to James Madison. I mean, people right now, the, the shine has sort of come off, obviously, Prime's Buffalo's, uh, though they're still in the narrative. You can only talk about Caleb Williams hopping in his mom's arms and crying in the stands for so long. People around here are obviously very interested as to who may be top five draft picks as well. Michigan in this entire sign-stealing scandal sort of becoming the hot topic, if you will. Um, I think the college football playoffs are going to be dynamite this year as well. But again, that's a different topic for a different day. Uh, as far as what Brian Cashman had to say and as it pertains to your Boston Red Sox, I thought it was pretty zesty. I mean, obviously, it caught our attention and grabbed our ears when he's swearing at the avail. He also, I think the line that made the rounds on Tuesday that carries over into Wednesday was that uh, he he assessed the team as being pretty effing good. Uh, 
Now I know injury got the injury bug got the best of the Yankees last season, but were the Yankees effing good enough to have kept up with the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the hundred win Orioles last season? I think well, I mean, not. I feel of, like they were ahead of the Red Sox. They they must have been good. Yeah. Oh, for they were fourth place good. Yeah. And some div- hey, listen, if they were playing in the AFC North, maybe they'd be playoff eligible. But guess what? They were in the American League East, which was easily the most competitive division in Major League Baseball last year. And that's just not playing going to be good enough. And as we focus on, you know, what Craig Breslow, who also had his first avail and was talking to people, I think the, the words that I read about Craig Breslow, uh, he described it as uh, very frenetic, a whirlwind of a last week, his GM meetings, uh, Lots of things to do. They're t- the Red Sox are spending lots of time uh, trying to convince people Boston is the place to be, taking multiple meetings. It's a very active initial offseason for Craig Breslow. Uh, defense, I hope, as people talk about starting pitching being a priority, Coop, I understand there's a reason why people would prioritize that, A, number one. However, shoring up the Red Sox defense should also be right atop the list because they scored plenty of baseball runs last year. They can score the ball Oh, plenty. And if they're healthy, they can hammer the ball as well, but they have to shore up their defense. But what, what to make of Cashman's whole notion that the Yankees are, is, is there a place for that in modern baseball? The idea that you don't no. do much analytics, that it's really just all about pro scouting now, or, or is that almost like a Belichickian left behind in the times? That's cool. If you did it that way, 25 years ago, the game has changed, Brian, it's time to catch up. I think it's a little bit of you can have that old school style where I don't know. Have you ever seen Trouble with the Curve with Clint Eastwood? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of the whole like, oh, well, I, I can feel that he's not going to be able to pick up on a on a curveball and like a 0-2 count. Like you don't have guys that are just standing out there at like random indie ball leagues or college baseball whisperers, or, if you will. Yeah, like it, that's awesome to have in, in another movie poll. It's like Moneyball where you have like a bunch of, you know, a little overfed uh, baseball guys sitting in a room, pounding coffees, mm-hmm. pounding some chew, and just being like, well, I don't know, his girlfriend's not hot. He doesn't have confidence. Like, baseball has progressed so far past that. Oh, yeah. And when Brian Cashman says we're relying on a scouting department, he's not really so much looking at that. He is looking at guys that are out in the field. They're actually looking at numbers and whatnot. But as far as the issue with analytics, it's – in. Evan Drellick had an incredible piece in The Athletic about this if people want to go tickle their way through that. And it's more about the communication aspect. Mm-hmm. It's when you look at the Red Sox and their analytics, it's telling J.D. Martinez while he was here, hey, these are the pitches that you do not do well with. These are the pitches that you do not do well with in certain zones of the plate. We're going to focus on your practice schedules, trying to get you better at that. Mm-hmm. That's what analytics is doing in baseball. Well, it's that's not great. So, so long as it doesn't drive every single move that a player makes in the field at the plate. And also it, uh, nor does it like dictate every decision a manager makes, then I'm fine with it having not yep. just a place, but a prominent place in baseball. I can't take a full takeover and domination by the nerdery, but I also don't need an old, you know, you know, an Earl Weaver type as entertaining as they would be just sitting there. Yeah. I just, I don't got a feel for these guys. You know, like that's, that's, why, really, that's why I like Alex Cora, because I think Cora, one of the underrated has a aspects, he does both. He's got an old skip. He's a former player. So he's got that sort of like, hey, Skip, what do you think I should do here? Feel as well as being in touch with the nerds and understanding where the game has transitioned in a modern capacity and how to apply that to his baseball club. 
And I think with the with Breslow coming in and a quote that he gave Tom Karen yesterday at the meetings was that he's not going to have an issue talking to players, especially free agents, getting them in the door. And you look at the way that he's going to target players and get them in the door is going to be a whole lot different than I think the way Bloom did it. Bloom was very analytical driven and he was looking for band-aids. He wasn't so much mm-hmm. of looking for the stars type thing that the Yankees do. So like the Yankees go out and they get Severino because he put up a good couple years but he Mm -hmm. was plagued with injuries they still look at the good years and they're just going to pay him based on that the hope is that craig breslow comes in he looks at guys a little bit deeper kind of the way heim bloom has done you look at someone like jim montgomery who not not the best pitcher in the world but he had an unbelievable pit uh jordan jordan montgomery i was going to say is the is the bruins coach also now gonna i mean you want to look to jim montgomery i mean if we're gonna have a goalie bob if we're gonna have fastball bob or fastball charlie and we're gonna we're gonna have like a a, a new yeah the new pitching coach which the new pitching coach i believe we're gonna be getting alan craig it was a name that was floated in the mix for becoming a pitching coach which would be interesting um wait alan craig the 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 hitter no uh let me look this up yeah alan craig used to uh was a hitter that like uh he was an outfielder and first baseman played for the cardinals and the red sox let me make sure i have the right i may i may listen i may not be your go-to guy for immaculate grid coop but i still know my way around a baseball okay i was thinking wrong a name same era same era okay all right but oh, immaculate crew, we're gonna have to fill it and figure that out sometime. Just do that for an episode <laughs> for everyone to death. But that's kind of what you're gonna be getting with, I believe, Breslow, where you're gonna be looking at guys that are stars. You're going to be signing guys that are stars. Blake Snell is someone that has been in the mix. Like I said, Jordan Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's had. I mean, who's Fox. just like you want to talk about somebody who may or who probably won't even be worth sixty percent of their contract, but absolutely just made themselves a fortune. Jordan Montgomery is the answer. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of where you is he got to be right careful. You got to be careful. Is, yeah. Like exactly. because there's a there's a reason that the Yankees gave up on him. And is it a reason as you know, is it kind of like the Brian Cashman? We don't care about analytics. So we weren't looking into how good he could be. Mm-hmm. Or is it more of they caught something where they just knew he wasn't going to be worth it? That's kind of where you hope Craig Breslow is able to toe the line and be able to bring someone in. Yeah you're hoping Shohei Otani versus Yamamoto. The Yankees mm-hmm. are going to look at that and they're just going to say, oh, we can throw money at that. They won't. I don't think that they're going to spend on the Japanese market uh, that right. way. And I believe Bob Nightingale even said, like, you're you're going to be silly for not even thinking that the Red Sox are going to be a top bidder on one of those two. Yeah. Uh, so it where the Yankees are right now is, I think, maybe the most depressing thing in the world for Yankee fans because – they're dealing with an owner that doesn't want to move on from the old guard that is Brian Cashman because he did some really cool things. He's a loy- he's a loyalist. I, know, I that's the whole that's the whole big problem is that everyone everyone else named Steinbrenner uh, would rip the bandaid off and take drastic approaches, but it's Hal who's running the team now, right? Hal, the son of, uh, yeah, of George, is yeah, now in uh, charge, and yep, he just kind of stands George pat. long gone. Yeah, he just kind of holds he was on. He's holding last year when they extended cashman so he's holding on to just tradition and glory and that's a bad position to be in and so cashman is stuck with a you know one foot on two pieces of land as they drift as they you know one foot on the boat one foot on the shore and like he's just being pulled in different directions right now and you got to pick a lane and uh you know the yankees will probably just try to throw money 
at big names again in hopes that that'll solve their problems this year. But at a certain point, even their fan base is going to stop showing up there. I don't know what their attendance overall was last year. Oh, it was the, bad. The, I would think so because the Yankees felt like, yeah, I mean, down where I live, there were kids that were able to go on like school and Cub Scout trips and get like they had dollar seats. Just, I mean, the Red they Sox had like with ten, them for a day, but ten, they had the $10 seats in the outfield. Like, it's crazy to think that you can do that. Um, and don't even talk about the empty $2,500 seats on TV that you saw as well. But I'll, I'll be honest, like, I would say the Red Sox teetered on it and then ultimately fell into the oblivion known as irrelevance by the end of the season. The Yankees felt irrelevant the entire season last year. And as normally soon as judge went down. Yep, that was it. And normally they would storm back with great vengeance and furious anger. And they would spend and they would make noise and they would beat their chest and pound the Bronx war drum. And now it's just no sort more. of like, all right, whatever. So Brian Cashman, they, they, have have they will likely have a Cy Young candidate, or Cy Young winner in Garrett Cole this year. Okay. And it's BF, just going to be good. And you know yeah. what? Rafi Devers owns him and the Red Sox do better than not against him. And exactly. that's great and all. And they still have several years of his overpaid 324 or $25 million deal. That's fine and dandy. But who is going to be that one person that they're going to like, I can't see them analytically finding a bloom esque diamond in the rough. They're going to have to wildly overpay for somebody to go put on the pinstripes and shave their facial hair. Who's that guy gonna? Who's that guy gonna be? And is that someone you think that the Sox would or should be in on? Uh, so I said it the other day on now play Tessie. I think Jordan Montgomery, as we had mentioned, you know the Red Sox had been connected to him. Uh, I think he ends up back with the Yankees. I Good. think Cashman kind of tucks his tail. Yeah, but that's Go the ahead. thing is Cashman had already said he was like I don't see him as a playoff pitcher. Like that's what he said when they let him go. And now they're probably most likely going to bring him back in because they realize that they messed up on him. Right. He's he's someone that Yankee fans like. So if that's their big spender expenditure mm-hmm. of the offseason, so be it. Um, I just think it the the dichotomy of you know where Heimblum had left the Red Sox and where we were heading and kind of how fans felt. Red Sox fans should feel so much more optimistic about where this team is heading. Compared mm-hmm. to Yankee fans, oh, absolutely. Yankee fans, Impressive. they're just stuck dead in the water. And, and yeah, uh, I feel like course, we've got like, a bright, progressive mind also with Breslow, who knows. Like I think right now he is basically doing a diagnostic scan of the uh, the the corpse of the 2023 Red Sox, trying to you know re-engineer and reimagine the body for 2024. And he's talking about um, at his GM avails, talking about giving core positional versatility, talking to as many people as possible, shoring up the defense, maybe going after a right-handed bat. It's not, I, I, I feel like the Red Sox, I agree with you. The Red Sox are in very good hands with bright progressive minds as well, who you, your general man, your pre, sorry, president of baseball operations. That's such a pain in the ass to have to say that. I'm just, you know, the people that say, I still call it shit. I'm going to Joe. Yeah. The head honcho. Right. Okay. Uh, I, the, the, I still call it Shay or I still call it Schaefer people. I'm with them in the boomer crowd. Like I still call them the GM, you know, your GM and your, your manager are both former players. So they get it. it, it and they also have brains for baseball in terms of, steering people in the right direction, who to grab, how much to pay, et cetera, and when to play them. So um, I, I I love it. I My wish list for the Red Sox is one stud starter, a power righty bat, and somebody that can just – someone who can play second base competently. If I could just get that, if I could just get that, I know they're happy with the catching position. Um, I, 
I don't know who you who you may trade in the outfield. I know there's a lot of potentially movable parts. Yeah, I think he's got I think a Verdugo. Verdugo's, his time is uh, he's a fan. I favorite, think he's got a Verdugo. Yeah. If you know what I hey, mean, he's yo, probably yo. I, that's that's worth. I mean, we're gonna have to. Yeah, do you play Duran in center? Uh, yeah, I would. I'm very comfortable, which is wild. That's one mm-hmm. of. And this isn't like a Jaron Duran, uh, you know, apologist podcast today. But to see where he has gone since his debut. He is incredible. Like I, he, I think the kid's toolbox is it. massive. Yeah, no, he's got. If he can get his head on right and stay injury free and make sure Not he keeps his mentals in, in his yeah, don't lose the ball in the twilight. Keep his mentals in his chickens, as as Marshawn Lynch would say, in order. Then the sky could potentially be the limit for him as well. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Red Sox do. New, new, uh, same skip, new GM, new head honcho, if you will, Craig Breslow. GM meetings taking place right now. Brian Cashman clinging to the old Yankee guard and style and approach. Will that actually be relevant this season? We'll discuss it here. We'll discuss it on WEI on occasion as well, because Lord knows talking about the 2024 baseball season, especially as far as the Red Sox and the AL East goes, is seemingly more compelling and rather hopeful com- than compared to the Patriots right now uh and of course you have to make sure that you subscribe to it was used to be called the bradfoe show just like six rings used to be called the off day podcast bradfoe show for now known as play tessie give it a sub and a listen coop and the boys will break down everything red sox al east yankees and more on a regular basis that'll do for today's breaking boston little baseball talk i enjoyed it hope you enjoyed it don't forget to play tessie rate review subscribe and share all across these fabulous odyssey uh odyssey sports podcast and like brian cashman said about uh yankees hey you know what overall i think we're pretty effing good